0: The psalms, especially the psalms during Holy Week, are very evocative of the emotions that we're all going through. Psalm 42 wonderfully portrays this picture of Good Friday, of people mocking Jesus and saying, if you are the Son of God, take yourself down from the cross. This echo of this question, where is your God? There's a question that the first apostles and the followers of Jesus were asking. Where is Jesus? What happened? I mean, they know where he is physically. They've had his body removed and put into Joseph's tomb. But they are thinking on an existential, spiritual, personal level, where is God? Has God abandoned Jesus? We heard him on the cross say that God had forsaken him. This is the same question that we as Christians often get asked today in a very secular world. Where is your God? But this is a question for Holy Saturday as well. As we sit here in the darkness, as we hold a vigil, asking, Where is God? Where is God? On Holy Saturday, some 2,000 years ago, where was God? Well, as you came in, I gave you a picture. I don't know the source of it. I found the picture in a book. It's a wood relief or a stone relief of a picture entitled Christ Knocking Open the Door of Hades. It's a lovely picture. I I think it's it's quite striking. You see the look on Jesus' face. It's a look of pure focus and consternation and maybe even a little bit of rage. He's kicking down that door. Where was God? on Holy Saturday. Well, we just professed where he was in the Creed. He descended to the dead. He descended into hell. He descended into the farthest depths of which humanity can be from God, into the utter darkness of death, into the utter darkness of hell. But what was he doing? We just read from 1 Peter, in a tradition known as the harrowing of hell, he's kicking down the door. We've all heard that verse of the gates of hell shall not prevail. Well, gates are a defensive posture. Any fortress or any fortified city will have gates to keep people out. The gates are always maintained and guarded to prevent people from coming in who are not welcome. Similar like in our gospel reading where guards from the temple are posted at the tomb to prevent the unwanted from coming in. The irony, of course, is that the guards who are there can't even stop what's going to come out. But that's a story for tomorrow, for Easter Sunday. But Jesus has descended to the depths of hell, and he's kicking down the door. He's kicking down the gates. The gates of hell shall never prevail because Christ has provided a way by going to the farthest reaches of what is possible for humans, the farthest place away from God. He doesn't politely knock on the door. We've all seen that picture of Jesus knocking on the door of your heart nicely. This stands in stark relief. Jesus is kicking down the door. It's kind of like he's exercising a police warrant. He's got a battering ram and he's saying, nothing's going to stand in the way because I want what's on the other side. Satan already knew he was defeated in that temptation that we began with Lent, the story of Jesus' temptation in the desert. And Satan tries to tempt him, and he has to flee because he's unsuccessful. He flees into the hiding of his fortress, thinking that the gates will keep him safe. But there comes Jesus, not knocking politely, but kicking down the door and saying, everything you have is mine. What does this mean for us as Christians? And what does this mean for the salvation of those who have gone on before? Well, if nothing else, it provides a window of hope. That God refuses to stand by the things and the people that he's created, and he refuses to allow them to enter into the darkness, into the nothingness. He has provided a way through Jesus Christ. That's as much as any of us can really answer, but we can hope for the salvation of all people. Because Christ has knocked down the doors of hell, it is very possible that when Christ comes again we will discover that the gates of hell did not prevail and that hell was and is indeed empty. We can hope for that. We can pray for that. But we can find confidence that Christ descended to that place to free the captives. But it also leaves a question for us in our own hearts. Jesus is not there necessarily politely knocking we know that this is a Jesus who demands what is his, an owed what is his. Think of that story of Jesus turning over tables, making a whip to drive out the money changers. Jesus is not standing politely at the door of our heart. He's kicking to be let in. And so often we try to brace ourselves against that by trying to put things in the way as though these obstacles would somehow prevent Jesus from knocking down the door and coming in. Where is your God? He's standing at the gates of hell, providing a path. He's standing at the door of your heart, saying, let me in. You are mine. I will let nothing take you. So the best thing for us to do is not to cower like Satan behind the gates of our fortress thinking that we are somehow going to be safe from the love of God. Reminds me of that line in C.S. Lewis where they find out Aslan's a lion and they say, is he safe? And they say, of course he's not safe, he's a lion. Jesus Christ, the Lion of Judah, is doing the same thing. Not politely asking, but demanding to be let in. So where is your God? I stand at the door and knock, he says. Where is he? He's providing the way, the light, the life, and the path for all who will hear his voice, for all who will follow him into the way of life everlasting, into the way of the resurrection of the dead. Thanks be to God.